Welcome everyone to the Shepherd Talk podcast with Pastor Ray Jones from Ridgecrest Baptist Church. This conversation is centered on reaching, building, and connecting you to the mission God has in store for your life. We hope these practical conversations help to encourage and equip you to follow Jesus in a greater way. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Shepherd Talk. I'm Lance Griffin in for Chase Falk, who typically visits with Pastor Ray here on Shepherd Talk. Chase will be back soon, but I do get the pleasure of talking to Pastor Ray here uh, with Shepherd Talk, and we were able to visit last week about some theological ramifications of Christmas, but now we're heading into 2021, Pastor Ray, and it's been a year like mm. no other. Mm, absolutely. And as as we start turning the page, do you make resolutions? Mm. Will you make one this year? Did you used to or not anymore? And how do those usually go? <laughs> well, that's the that's an interesting question uh, about the resolutions we head into a new year. And I would just say um, I am very structured. I think I'm fairly disciplined. My wife would tell you that I am. But I've never been much of a resolution maker. Uh, I, in fact, as, as you asked that question, I'm sitting here thinking, can I even remember a resolution that I've ever made? And surely in my life, I probably have made some New Year's revol- uh, revolutions. Resolutions, maybe that's a better term, maybe so. New Year's revolutions. But uh, I can't think of a resolution. I've just never have been big on that. I'm not suggesting that people shouldn't. I think it's a perfect time. There's something in our psyche that looks at the New Year's as a reset. Uh, And so that's why so many people make resolutions. As you know, the most popular resolution every year is to lose weight. Lose weight. And is probably the most abused resolution uh, of them all as well. But but I'll be honest, I, I can't look back and think about a list of resolutions. I'm sure if I made some, and I'm sure I did, I probably bombed uh, at them. What I prefer to do, though, is to think about what are the disciplines of my life that regardless of New Year or not, what are the disciplines of my life that I, I am both responsible and uh, that I am in need of? And uh, I kind of think of it that way, so that um, if these are disciplines, uh, then I can stay the course with them. And by disciplines, I mean things like how I pursue God, uh, uh, my prayer life, my uh, time in the Word, my, my study times, uh, my, my habits for me that I believe have shaped my life, reading. Uh, as you guys know, I love to, to read and those things, affect, those kinds of disciplines are more important to me than, okay, here's a resolution or something. I do, I do, but I will do this throughout the year. I will have goals that I try to uh, to reach, and some of those I'm very good at. I can go back, for example, and I can show you a, a couple of pages uh, that I still have from I, February will be 20 years that I've been the pastor here, and I can go back and show you a couple of pages of of goals that I believe God put on my heart for our church. And with uh, all but one of them have been achieved. And, um, and But I've added goals along the way, you know. So I tend to think there are, it, it's not like reset, January 1, reset, but instead review, if that makes sense. To me, that's more important. I, I like to review, and then I do like to think, so in this year, 
what are the things that need to be accomplished or achieved? And in particular, uh, what is God calling me to give my energy to? You can't really, I don't think any of us can look ahead to 2021 (laughs) without looking back at 2020 and maybe in a puzzled way, asking some questions. And I know the theme of a lot of your messages recently has been 2020 hindsight spiritually and getting on down the road and then being able to look back and see what God was doing at a particular time. And it may be well on down the road. So we're all kind of in, in a guesswork phase, I guess, right now. But as you look at 2020, what do you think God is telling the world? And what do you think God is telling the individual? <laughs> oh, that's a huge question. What is God telling the world in this year? Uh, my first answer is a cop-out. I'm not sure. Uh, but uh, there, I, I do think God is speaking. And... I'll be honest with you, Lance, I'm afraid there is a message that we don't want to hear. Uh, And that is, uh, God may be moving us to a place where he says, I've had my fill. And when God does that, the results are not good. They're not good for a nation. They're not good for a people. And I pray that's not the case, but I think it is a possibility. And I think God Lance, you know this, we've talked about this before, but I think God over the last uh, two decades has been uh, sending signals to us uh, to say, you do understand that you need a a course correction as a nation. Um, And I'm not sure we've responded to that. And subsequently, I'm not sure we're prepared for what God may be doing. It may be to to break us. I I was asked some time ago about COVID-19. You've had it. I've had it. Uh, Broxon hasn't had it yet. Have you, Broxon? You haven't had it, have you? Um, And a few people on our staff have had it. Uh, And I I was asked, uh, what do you think... um, God is doing with COVID as as the church, as it relates to the church. Um, and somebody asked me, do you think God is being punitive? Is he is this punishment? It, well, it, it could be. I, I don't know that it is. And in particular, I was asked, in relation to the church, do you think God is saying, church, you haven't been who you should be, and so I've had enough, and I'm this is punitive toward the church? I don't think that's the case. It may be, and we may, as you mentioned, we may look back and we may say down the road, yes, it was. It was God trying to say, I'm, I'm, I'm going to, I have to break down before I can build up. But I said, I said in my message this past Sundays, you know, um, that, that I'm not sure it's punitive at all. It may be purifying. God Could it be both? May, what's that? Could it be both? And it could be both. It could be punitive to purify, that God is trying to purify himself uh, for himself, his people. Uh, and, and I would say, if that be the case, that would mean, is he moving us toward the last days? You know, I've been preaching about that for a year. I was preaching about that before COVID struck and what God was doing and might be doing in our culture and our particular nation uh, but it could be that God is moving to, to use things like this to purify for himself a, a remnant 
for the the last days. How long? I, look, I don't know how that could be a hundred years, but it is very possible that God is purifying for Himself uh, His uh, people so that He can do the work that He wants to do uh, in as time as time remains. So, yeah, I think it could be both. We don't have any idea what what God has in store for 2021, but and we also know that just because the the calendar changes, especially mm-hmm. as far as COVID is concerned, it, it won't go away once uh, January the first gets here. But assuming that things go like we think they're going to go, there will be a time sometime in 2021, and I'm I'm really looking forward to it when we're going to get to take that yellow tape off the off the pews and, and get those row close signs away and and be able to to bring everybody back and I'm I'm on one hand I'm looking really forward to that but on the other hand you know if God is trying to tell us different things including purifying and also I'm just I just fear that we can get comfortable again and as weird and crazy as 2020 has been there have been some pretty powerful and effective things that are that God has used our church for and there's a thought that you know do we really want to get back to a level of comfort that may not have been what was best for the church yeah and that's an interesting thing because um <laughs> I can I, I agree with you I I look forward to the day when we can say there are no no gaps. You can come and sit however you want. There's no social distancing required and all that. And I believe that we will get there. And um, But the question is, will we fall back into patterns of, okay, life is back to normal. We have, you know, 9-11, we all remember that, uh, or many of us do. Um, and 9-11, the thing that's most telling to me was, and I believe that that was a message from God. Uh, personally, I, I believe that was a message from God. Uh, we don't have time to talk about that. But um, it was interesting as a pastor when that happened. Our churches were filled. They were filled. Now, they were filled out of fear. The fear of the unknown, the fear of the future, what is going to happen, what is God up to. But Lance, once our, once our culture saw that we're going to be okay, uh, within four months, four months, church attendance across America dropped not back to where it was, but below where it was prior to 9-11. That's a chilling thought. So once we got comfortable again, we got worse or more distant from God, not closer. And uh, it is it is conceivable that the same kind of thing can happen. There are some folks who say that 25% of uh, the people in our churches will never return to church. I hope that that's not true. And I particularly think we have a different a different group of devoted believers here. Uh, and they're telling us that one out of every four churches uh, across the board will probably have to close its doors. I, I pray that's not true as well. Uh, but the fact is, there may be a new normal. I think there's going to be a new new normal, whatever that is. And I hope that it is a good new normal that says, you know what, we won't take for granted uh, worship. We won't take for granted uh, the kingdom of God. And yet, as you say, 
we can point to, at least from, from our vantage point here at Ridgecrest, to so many good things that God has done in the midst of this COVID. And so many people have been added to our family over these months. It's just astounding to me. Uh, our, our message has gone out. The gospel message has probably gone out to more people from at least our work here than ever before out of this place. Uh, I was seeing some analytics. Uh, Matthew was showing me some analytics, and actually Broxton, our producer, had provided them to him, and he was showing them to me at lunch today. And For example, just last week, he showed uh, just one of our plat video platforms where we have, I don't know, um, 1,600, uh, 2,000 followers or something like that. And we had 3,000 engagements, which means a whole lot more than just those who are followers are following and, and listening to our, our work. 3,000 engagements, and that's just from two days ago, uh, and, and the message uh, and the worship experience. And that doesn't include the other venues. I, I don't say that to pat us on the back. That's not what I mean at all. But I mean, there's probably never been a time in the history of this church where we were impacting that many people uh, at one time. And it, it grows throughout the week. That, that, impact, that number just continues to grow throughout the week because of rebroadcasting and those things. And we've had people saved, as you know. And uh, this past uh, uh, couple of weeks, we've added uh, a number of people to our family. So in some respects, God has done some things that are absolutely uh, incredible. And, but I think there's going to be a new norm going in. And like you said, um, there's this funny thing, and you guys have been watching this, I guess, that you listen to it. Even among some Christians, and I, I know their intentions are well, but it's like, I'll be glad when 2020 is over, as if at when you hit January 1 of 2021, there's this massive reset. The calendar suddenly recognizes it's a new year and says, okay, no more bad stuff. No more COVID, no more social unrest, no more political issues. Everything resets. But the fact is, it just doesn't happen that way. And it looks like from our vantage point right now, we're going to still be dealing with COVID well into 2021. And uh, who knows what else we're going to continue to deal with because the calendar doesn't have the authority to say, stop it, don't go forward. I do understand what people are saying. Man, uh, they're saying, I hope we don't have another year like we've had. But we might. And listen to this, it might be worse. Pray, I pray that it's not. Just okay. another encouraging word from our pastor. <laughs> from Shepherd Talk. I, I pray that it isn't, but it could be. But because of that, how do you go into 2021 as a believer as far as we all like to – we know that the calendar doesn't hit the reset button. We have a tendency to want to do that as the new year rolls around. What's your focus going into 2021 as a believer – when you've just gone through 2020. Yeah, I th listen, I think it's the same focus that I would encourage people right now. And he here's a passage that the Lord has brought back to me time and time again uh, this year. It we have to be careful that we don't try to live for God six months from now because you don't know what tomorrow will bring, Jesus said. 
And so this is the verse, a familiar verse that has come back to me repeatedly as a pastor when I, I look out there and say, God, you know, uh, God, I long for the days when the, the house of God is full. Here is what God has spoken in my heart and said, remember, this is the day that I have made. Rejoice and be glad in it. You don't have tomorrow. You don't know what tomorrow is, whether COVID exists or not. So how do we go into a new year? We get up today and we praise God today. I'm alive today. I've eaten today. I'm going to have a bed to lie down on tonight. This is the day that the Lord has made and I am saved. I know Christ. And so I think this more than ever before reminds us that we really only have today. And so we, we, that doesn't mean we stick our head in the sands and don't think or plan for the future. I, I'm a planner. But I know this, while I plan for tomorrow, I live in today. And so today I have to get up to, and say, this is the Lord's day. I'm going to rejoice in that. Tomorrow I get up and guess what? This is the Lord's day. I will rejoice and I'll be glad in today. Uh, today has enough care of its own, Jesus said. Uh, so, so don't live in tomorrow. Walk with him one day at a time, especially in a season of uncertainty and crisis. You've been uh, guiding us through a book study each January for several years now. There have been so many good ones. I'm really looking forward to this one. It'll be on Sunday nights in January. We're going to be going through The Unsaved Christian by Dean and Sarah, which tackles cultural Christianity and 2020 may have been a unique year, but cultural Christianity has been a thing for a long time, and mm -hmm. it's an important one to uh, to discuss and to dive into as you go into 2021. How did you arrive at, at that book? Well, I have to tell you that I almost chose it last year. It was in my final list last year, and I almost chose it. Uh, this book, uh, Dean and Sarah, uh, has captured... Uh, what cultural Christianity looks like, particularly in the South, and how we confuse being associated with the church or having grown up in the church uh, or uh, saying the Lord's Prayer, you know, in our homes or occasional prayer and not being offended by those things in the culture. I'm not offended by that. I think those things are good and and, um, and sometimes we've even mixed patriotism with those kinds of things and considered all of those things mean we're Christian. And we may be Christian in ideology, but not really Christian in personality. And so uh, I, I almost selected it last year, and I had narrowed down it and another book for this year. And I was praying, and I said, Lord, help me. I want to pick the right book. And I was praying, and boy, I'm telling you, the Lord just suddenly said, here it is. And I'd been praying over these books, and he's just said, this one, this is what you want. So uh, I don't want to sound super spiritual, but I do want to sound spiritual enough to say I firmly believe that God finally appointed me in this direction. And so I'm looking forward to sharing the overview of this book uh, with our people as we do each year. But that's how that's kind of how I got there. It's a great way to dive into 2021 and mm. Uh, we have no idea what 2021 has in store for us, but I think if we focus on the right things, God never promised our circumstances would be well, but he did promise to be there through them. Yeah, and, you know, as I, I think I posted a quote recently on Facebook from 
uh, from the scripture where the disciples were on the Sea of Galilee fighting a storm, and then uh, they see Jesus walking on the water. And I just remind our listeners, yeah, we don't know what's ahead uh, for 2021, and all of us pray that it'll be (laughs) better than 2020. But here's what we can always know. Jesus has said, I'll never leave you or forsake you. And that means even in your storm, look for Jesus. He's there because he's already promised, I won't leave you. And so look for Jesus in the storm. The storm subsides sometimes with Jesus. And sometimes Jesus just takes us through the storm. And so we have to keep our eyes on him. Hey, before we go, did you have any more questions for me? No, that's good. Before we go, I'm going to ask you guys a question. All right. Now, we started this broadcast by talking about resolutions. Okay. I told you kind of my where I am. Now, my question to you, Lance, is, and since it's my podcast, I can ask questions. Okay. My question to you is, to both of you, but I want you to answer one at a time. How about you? you do you do resolutions? Uh, how do you arrive at any of those if you do? T- tell us that. I, I have the almost every year the same one it's really funny but uh, maybe every other year but it, it is the most popular one is to to drop a few pounds and it it's really funny because I'll keep that resolution I'll I'll set a goal and 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 hit that goal and then I can you know I I'm good and then you know as the second half of the year gets here or whatever you know it'll creep up a little bit and then I'll just set the same resolution <laughs> next year but um from when I really started paying attention to that, I'm about 18, 19 pounds less than I was, and it it uh, makes me feel a whole lot better. I think it got me through COVID a little bit better hmm. than I would have otherwise. Yeah, so, yeah, it's pretty standard. It's not really anything super spiritual, but it's it served me well. So you don't have – have you always made resolutions of any sort? No, no. no it's just okay. been – I would get sometime to the end of the year and go, you know, I don't, nothing's really come to mind. And then some, I would get to the end of the year and go, you know, I really need to drop a few pounds and that would be it. But I'm like you, I, I'm not, some people beat themselves up over things like that. And I've never been one to do that, but you know, Hey, it's January the 1st, might as well start paying attention to, to this area and, and, and go like that. So it's been very casual. Okay. Bronson, what about you? I've never been a big resolutions person. Um, last year, I did set a goal of I, I wanted to see how many books I could read in a year. Um, like two, not, not, <laughs> not even just like. Were they coloring books? No, they were not coloring books. Roxton um, is a reader. He is. But I just wanted to know, and I probably will never do this again this much. But like, I just wanted to see if if I really focused on that all year long, what like what the number would be. Um, but I'm, I'm more with you about focusing on disciplines more. I'm not necessarily specific resolutions each year, but I want to keep certain disciplines in check. Um, and so that's what I'll be doing again this year. So both of you have made, made a point to differentiate between resolutions and goals. What do you see the difference in in those two words? Because I, I kind of tend to think that we approach them similarly. I think a, to me, a goal is more of like a like a one-time thing. Like I want to lose this this amount of pounds or whatever. Um, but I think the the resolutions to me are really kind of like more habits, disciplines, and yeah. 
things things I want to enact. I think um, I think resolutions can be goals. So I, I probably ought to say that. And goals can be resolutions. I, I think that is is true. But I would differentiate goals from resolutions in that uh, resolutions sometimes are more focused on want tos, where goals are. This is something that needs to happen. And uh, and for me, that's the difference. A goal is typically related to something that needs to happen. Uh, I guess you could say, well, aren't resolutions? They can be, but but resolutions uh, frequently are more about, here's something I want to do, and so I'm going to make a resolution. To me, goals are not always something I want to do. They are things that have to be done. And so that's how I differentiate between the, the goals and the resolutions. I, I think, and, and by the way, for those who like to make resolutions, have at it. I'm, I'm not against resolutions at all. And I think people probably ought to approach their year as it relates to new things in their life in the manner which works best for them. For me, it, it, there is review. I like to review. And I like to review what I'm doing, what I should should be doing that I'm not doing, okay? but But that typically connects to um, as I've said, the disciplines of my life. There are some things, for example, I go through every morning that I say, you know, make sure you do this and this and this and this. Those are disciplines. I have to tell you, there are a lot of times they're not desires. They're not things I want to do, but they're things I do out of sheer discipline. Uh, they're not even goals. They're disciplines that I know pay off down the road, um, but it, it's like, yeah, it, it's like athletics. There are things I did when I was involved in athletics uh, that were, were just sheer discipline, uh, but no desire in it. You, no matter how much I, you know, it's the old thing, you love to play in the game, you just don't want to have to practice. Uh, and so I think that differentiates for me how I approach a new year. What are the disciplines needed in my life uh, that that will define me, uh, that, but may uh, not be things that I really love to do, but things that are necessary. I, I've used this illustration before in some leadership settings. Uh, I take a, a variety of different medicines and supplements. I'm a diabetic. And maybe if I made a resolution, it would be to get rid of sugar completely. But uh, I ain't going to do that till after Christmas. I can <laughs> But one of the things that do is take those medicines, those medications. Now, I can tell you that one, one, for example, is cholesterol medication I take. When I get up in the mornings, my body is not going, oh, man, I can't wait to swallow a, a, a pill for cholesterol. In fact, my body's not even thinking about cholesterol. But I get up and I take my cholesterol medicine. And when I take it, I don't suddenly go, oh, I feel plaque breaking loose in my arteries. I don't feel anything. I don't feel any different because I've taken it. But when I go to my doctor, that's when I see that the cholesterol medication has made a difference. So there are checkup times in our life. Those checkup times may be seasons of uncertainty. And they reveal what our disciplines have done for us 
if that if that makes sense. So, um, so I for me it's disciplines and it's review, um, and then goals that may come forth out of the necessity of what God has called me to do. That's good. I'm glad I came out of the bullpen to pinch hit for a uh, well. You come out of the bullpen, you relieve uh, Chase. So I'm glad I got to do that and look forward to You did good. Look forward to him being back. Thanks, Pastor Ray. Thank you so much for joining us for today's Shepherd Talk podcast. We hope God will continue to use you to reach the lost, build up other believers, and connect your life to the mission and purpose God has for you. We look forward to more talks in the days ahead with Pastor Ray.